and take it to your relationship with Manpreet? Because obviously both of you have had some success in, in the dance world. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a little bit of struggles here and there. And I want you to speak on that relationship, how that relationship influenced you, what was the good, maybe, maybe a little bit of the bad, um, where it kind of is now. Because I know even from just from an outside perspective, I see, I see the comments are like, oh, you and Manpreet got to collab, got to collab, got to collab. You guys got to get back together. You guys were such a dynamic duo, yeah. that type of thing. Um, I want you to speak on that. Yeah, so I, I always say this, like what Manpreet and I had was magical. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Second Floor Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kenny Buller, and we're here today to talk about how to survive, how to thrive, and keep the good vibes going in life and business. We are super excited today to have Omid Kaderi, our co-host, meet and conversate with the one and only Nana Batra. Before we start, let's of course mention some of our favorite new sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by and sponsored by a local Edmontonian cloud-based platform called Empty My Closet. Empty My Closet is a platform that allows certain individuals who have a great sense of fashion but no longer feel the need to wear current clothes in their wardrobe, allowing them to showcase whatever they have in their wardrobe or closet online to give people the opportunity to purchase their clothing items online. As well, this episode is sponsored by the one and only Q-Films. Q-Films is actually behind the scenes of multiple various different music videos of Nana Patras. As well, Q-Films offers a wide array of video and photography services for weddings, for events, for our podcast, and many other services that you need to be videotaped. If you guys would like to check out Q-Films, please contact Second Floor Podcast or contact your boy, Omid Kaderi. Without further ado, I am super excited to introduce to you our guest today, Nana Batra. Nana is a hit YouTube sensation with just under half a million YouTube subscribers with over 77 million views totaling all of her videos. Nana is a self-taught dancer who, growing up since a fruitful age of 10 years old, before moving to North America, she had this huge passion for dance, which she still carries through in her life. She grew up watching Madhuri Dixit all her life, who's a famous Bollywood star, and she took a lot of that self-interest in dance and decided to display her talent online for all people to watch on YouTube. Nana not only has a love for dance, she balances this with her career in physiotherapy. As well, she's the co-founder of Emptying My Closet. Without further ado, we're super excited to have Omid talk with Nana about her love for dance, her old, long-time business and dance partner relationship with Manpreet Tour. We're gonna have us find out Nana's side of the story, and of course, how she juggles all of this in life and business. Take it away, Omid. Welcome everyone back to the second floor. We have a very, very special guest today. This one I was looking forward to for a very long time. Wanted to wait until we actually got the Al Centro location. Nana Batra is in the house. Nana, welcome to the second floor. We learn how to strive, how to survive, and keep the good vibes going in life and business. So thank you for coming, Nana. Appreciate it. Um, We have a good relationship obviously I've done a couple of your videos 
Um, you are an amazing dancer, obviously. Um, I've seen it firsthand. Just being a part of it live, recording it, uh, just being a part of uh, your process and your journey has been uh, like a blessing. So I kind of want to dive a little bit deep and start off with a couple stats that I wrote. Okay. Um, you are a pretty big influencer in the dance community, I would say. Um, just going to nail off some stats here. So 446,000 subscribers on YouTube, uh, 77 million total views on your YouTube channel, 104,000 Instagram followers, and I think your most popular public video has 13 million views. That's crazy. Yeah, so, I, I didn't even know some of those. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to kind of get into how you got into dance first, yeah. why you got into it, what kind of triggered you to start making your own videos, and we'll start, we'll start there. Yeah, I think I, I thought about this after a while. Initially, it kind of started if, because I love, I love dancing, but over time, um, my cousin actually used to tell me this, like, D, you have, like, you know every single B, like, we'll be driving down the road, and I'll be, like, <laughs> expressing each beat just like I'll be vocalizing it out like little little things like that she's like that's insane how are you doing this and I'm like what this is fun I didn't realize like I know the music inside and out if I love it so and through dance I get an opportunity to kind of express that out so I think that's where it kind of stems from yeah and when did you start kind of taking it to a point where you were starting to make your own videos on YouTube because you started early Right yeah. from your videos, it's almost well, seven, eight, nine years ago is what I what I saw, but maybe probably even earlier before that, right? I want to say two thousand and seven was the first one that I uploaded on YouTube. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it was a Diwali show uh, back in the day. Um, just I didn't know anything about YouTube. I don't know why I even posted it on online. Um, maybe I was kind of hearing things about how you can actually present. It uh, kind of on a global platform through YouTube, and I wanted people to see it because I thought I was good. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was maybe why I initially uh, projected it on on YouTube. And from there, we were dancing every year already. Um, I was dancing with a, with a, with a friend of mine, my big tour, and we were annually creating um, these these dances. And um, might as well post them on YouTube. So I didn't think much about it initially, and then kind of. In the last three years is when the whole social media kind of became really big uh, for us and uh, yeah. Now did you uh, go to any dance classes, do you have any formal training in dance or did you just kind of pick up things because of... Yeah, uh, no I don't have any formal training in dancing at all, I just watched TV growing up a wow. lot. Uh, Boogie Woogie was a big one back yeah. in the day, uh, then later came DID. Dance India Dance, so I kind of grew up on those shows, and of course Bollywood movies. And being a girl, I loved the whole like singing and dancing that's incorporated into yeah, Bollywood, yeah. Bollywood scene. So yeah, yeah. So then, when did um, when did your videos uh, with your partner? When did it start to like take off on YouTube? When was the like whole like the holy moment? Yeah, I think uh, one of our biggest one or the first that kind of became viral would be Barsore. So Barsore from the movie Guru, that one became really big. It wasn't even load, uploaded on my channel actually. Oh, it, was really? it was uploaded on GTV um, who were recording Bhangra gigs um, 
all throughout California at the time. Yeah. And from there, they already had a following. I don't know how much, how, what was their following, how many subscribers they had at the time, but um, it, it still remains the number one video on their channel. So that's... Oh, how, many, how many views? Um, the last time? I would say 20 million. 20 million? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so did, um, did that give you kind of like the confidence being like, okay, like I have something here yeah. and dad's like, I'm doing something different or unique. I, yeah. I remember, I remember it hitting a million. I'm like, Whoa, this is, this is, this is happening. And I, again, I didn't really make much of it. Yeah. I just kept doing what I love doing. Even after that, it was just like, okay, this is nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is great. Great feedback. We were getting the feedback regardless, yeah. but this was on a bigger platform and, uh, it continued to kind of strengthen and encourage us. Yeah. And then, you started doing videos on your own channel and that started to pop off, right? After kind of that, yeah. that big kind of hit? Yeah, so I was, uh, I continued to make uh, YouTube videos on my channel, but because of uh, my move to Edmonton after getting married, uh, I had to kind of start all over in the sense that I was, I had to be independent and kind of uh, create uh, solos or, you know, find another partner to kind of do, do my duets with and, start over in that sense yeah so i kind of want to go into that because i think that's a very good point because uh, a lot of your audience probably doesn't know what you do other than dance right then you're starting to like showcase that more and more um you know you're a physiotherapist you've started empty my closet with your husband what tell me okay just from uh, as a person uh, that juggles many different things as well how do you juggle um working off doing your dance because a lot of people don't know uh how difficult it is to choreograph a dance how much preparation it takes uh, making content online um you've been consistent every every month you're dropping videos on your instagram you're working you're doing workshops you're doing many many different things so maybe speak on that like how do you balance everything that you got going on yeah i think i've been balancing from a very young age um just going to undergrad and still maintaining or having time to do choreography for the dances just because I love it so much I don't I can't let it go Mm -hmm. so a lot of my time initially was going into being a full-time student until I've completed my doctor of physical therapy Um, so even then uh, I wanted to make sure I I have dance within my within my life somehow and I would continue to teach dance Um, I still do and um, Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, like how do you how do you juggle it all, right? Because a lot of people might, your audience might think that you're a full-time dancer yeah. just based on um, the influence you have online, but you're not. You're an entrepreneur, you are a physiotherapist, you do many, many different things outside of dance. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I for me, life is not about one thing. Uh, I always put my studies up to be one of my main priorities, so completing my undergrad in bio and minor in chemistry that was always been a number one and then dance kind of always took a step back although I always wanted it to be a part of my life so uh, even when I completed my doctorate in physical therapy I still I had less time to create things but I still did them back in the days I did them at my own time so I was actually coming out with videos once a year so that's crazy to think about and being able to build um you know, subscribers or a following, even, 
you know, I love my fans for that. I love, I love my followers for that because they've been consistent with me, although I haven't been consistent yeah. uh, with my videos. So until I think after I moved to Edmonton and actually mm -hmm. started continuing doing more because I had, I'm no longer a full-time student, you know. Yeah. So. Can you talk about the, the move to coming to Edmonton a little bit? I know, you know, taking everything that you've done, you know, moving, especially, you know, a woman moving out and yeah. especially like coming to a different country right how was that start like starting kind of over again um what was that process like yeah i knew i was what i was getting myself into but i've moved so many times in the in the past i've moved i made my first big move from india at the age of 10 to california and within california we moved about three four times so i'm i was used to kind of okay let go of, you know, uh, of the previous like relationships that you've made and go on to the next one. And each time every move was kind of at a different time of my life. So beginning was, you know, early childhood, then middle school, then going to high school. And it's just every move was kind of, I felt like it was placed at a very strategic right. manner. So yeah. it, it was at a different growth phase of my life. And so was moving to Edmonton. I was done with my school, I was moving, you know, I was married, so I felt like start over, start fresh. So I knew this is going to be a biggest move because I'm not only moving countries, you know, I'm getting married, I'm out of school, everything's, I felt like a free bird in a way as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so, so it was, was, it, e it, was, was it easy? Yeah, I, I had to set my mind, right? I had to kind of I prepare myself that I am going into something that's completely different, but uh, throughout that initial period, it was tough. It was tough, but I knew, um, you know, Amit is going to make it much more, much more of an easier transition for me to come here. Not just him, but his family and his his friends. Um, so they, that's been one of my biggest anchors of still being alive in Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> and thriving in Edmonton. Yeah, and you continued that your passion for dance obviously and you continue yeah. to drop videos once a month and you found a way so tell me tell me the process of when you started uh, in Edmonton um, how you went about still making the dance work because obviously you're now you're married you got a lot more responsibility on your plate yeah. how did you go about that yeah I wanted to make sure still I wanted to keep dancing to my life uh, so I started uh, just started teaching dance on the side um, just how I was in California, uh, apart from also, you know, work, working as a physiotherapist to keep me going, keep that fuel going, keep that drive going through uh, for dance. Um, so, uh, where was I going with this? I'm wandering off. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, like, was it easier in California to f to find dancers, to get videographers, to 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 be in the dance, the dance community probably is bigger. I don't know. It is bigger. Yeah. However, I don't think it was any different. No. I felt Edmonton was actually an easier. Really. Yeah, because Why? my videographer was my iPhone back in the day, <laughs> and my dance partner was my high school buddy. Yeah. You know, and yeah. here I had to kind of search 
yeah. search for network one, a little bit. network a little yeah, bit yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of find someone. But luckily, because of my following uh, from my previous videos, uh, a lot of people had recognized who I was and kind of reached out on their own. Yeah. And knowing that I'm in Edmonton, they were much more, yeah. uh, you know, excited about collaborating, and uh, and so was I. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's how we met too. Yeah. You through physio, through Raj, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's funny how that kind of worked out because I'm obviously into video, doing videos. And then uh, I've been uh, the pleasure of having uh, to do some of your videos and seeing the success on, on, on YouTube on that. Um, so would you say that, so you would say there's not really a difference between the dance community in California than, than here? Obviously it's bigger in the sense that there's a lot more population there. There's a lot more um, shows happening on mm -hmm. an annual basis. Yeah. Here, there is a drive for dancing, but there's not many platforms for them yeah. to kind of portray their talents. And um, California is so big, right? So where I'm, I'm, I'm only speaking from where I've grown up in the Central Valley, so I'm speaking from that front. So yeah. in that region, not, not very much. So Edmonton's quite bigger than where I'm from in California. That makes sense. I kind of want to take it back to what we were talking about, how how much time it actually takes for you to choreograph your stuff. A lot of people uh, don't know this, but you don't really, like you can't really monetize, and you haven't really monetized your dance. Yes, you right? cannot. Right? You're not a full-time dancer, right? So uh, explain what your process is when you choreograph and why you take certain, certain methods over others. Yeah, uh, I start choreographing to a song that I like, essentially. Um, so back in the day, it's much easier because the music has evolved so much now that I am like, do I really, do I really enjoy this? You know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of remakes lately that I'm not into. So um, first I have to, for, first, more, first and foremost, have to like the song and actually feel, feel it and somehow connect with it. And from there on, again, like I said, once I understand the music, I love it so much, I just, all I have to do is express it. So just that process is so important for me because I creatively, creatively have to think about how can I express what I'm feeling through music. And yeah. that's what I want to keep in my life. And whatever I get out of it is YouTube, is all this following, you know, why are these flies all over yeah. here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's, there's not a really... Big reason why, why, um, sorry, the fly is bothering me. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's like so many. It's all good. Um, so I want, I want to go a little bit more into depth with that. Um, how long does it actually take you to choreograph a dance? Because I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I do your videos, but I'll get a call from you and you're like, hey, I got the location, I got the partner, let's go do it. Yeah. And I see the end result. Yeah. And a lot of people see the end result. How long does it actually take you to put something together that's unique towards you? Yeah, okay, uh, so the timeline varies. Uh, some songs take very a short amount of time. Some take a year often. So there's many songs still in the back of my mind that I'm still like, okay, I, can, I still need to do it. I still need to finish it up, but I just haven't had the time or just not creatively feeling that song anymore. Mm. So, but then something else will come along and I'll create it within two days or something like that. So it really varies. Wow. and. You know, there's so many other aspects in going into it. Location, do we have it? Costumes, do we have it? Um, the partner, the feel, do we have that? And you plan all that. Yeah. So right. I have to kind of come up with it all and then 
put put it together. Yeah. And if we can get it together in like a few weeks, great. Yeah. So I feel like as I'm doing it more and more, I try to have a timeline. Yeah. I, although I don't like to put, put like a timeline on it because creatively that limits me, and I don't I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So I kind of let it be open, kind of let it sink in. But the sooner I kind of the sooner that you try to let the song come out, the better, I feel like. Yeah. Just because the song's still happening and, you know, there's still excitement around it. Yeah. So. Are there any dance influencers or influences in your life that you kind of took? I know you talked about how you kind of look at different songs on online or whatever the case, but is there someone or, or something that is a particular influence for your dance? Growing up, uh, Madhuri Dixit was a big influence uh, for me, and I, I catch a lot of her essence within my dances. Yeah. You probably noticed that in my previous videos. Yeah. And Beyonce later on kind of uh, loved how she is so confident with her moves, so sharp and so fierceless. So that's what I like. And I kind of embrace that into my dancing. And then now with social media, there's so many that I can actually, you know, go and search or that are just right there in front of me. I feel yeah. like there's so many there. There's many dancers in L.A. like Matt, uh, Safina. Um, there's uh, Joel. I forgot her name. Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Anyways, there's many. In LA, uh, in India would be Melvin Lewis and Aviz Darbar. So I love, I love watching those guys. Yeah. Now, do you take some of their styles and kind of incorporate it, kind of make your own, or do you kind of try to take a unique, completely unique approach? I take a unique approach because I cannot, even if I try to copy, I cannot copy it. So I take the essence. I take the feeling. What did they provide to me? And that's how it's always been, right? Yeah. So watching TV... When at a younger age, that's what I was taking in. Mm -hmm. So, what they made me feel, and how can I, how can I, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I kind of want to take it back a little bit and take it to your relationship with Manpreet, because obviously both of you have had some success in in the dance world, mm -hmm. and um, there was a little bit of struggles here and there. And I want you to speak on that relationship, how that relationship influenced you. What was the good, maybe maybe a little bit of the bad, um, where it kind of is now? Because I know even from just from an outside perspective, I see I see the comments are like, oh, you and Manpreet got to collab, got to collab, got to collab. You guys got to get back together. You guys were such a dynamic duo, yeah. that type of thing. Um, I want you to speak on that. Yeah, so I, I always say this, like what Manpreet and I had was magical. Like when we danced together, it was magical. And... Uh, and that's what the audience has always seen and kind of connected to. And now that they don't have it, they seek it. And unfortunately, we are two different individuals. We have two separate lives. You know, growing up, we were in the same high school, so it was much easier to kind of come and collaborate. However, with, you know, um, my move to Edmonton, it's obviously much tougher. So that's been the biggest struggle in terms of coming together to collaborate. So... Uh, the distance has been a big, big, big reason for why we haven't been able to do so. But I'm very happy with what she's doing because I know that's what she always wanted. And she's continuing her journey of dancing and so am I. So, Yeah. yeah. And I like that. I think uh, especially with the creative uh, field, it's very difficult to uh, maintain a relationship with other other people in the creative field because we're always trying to do... 
our own thing, but yeah. also keep the collaboration, keep that relationship. And obviously, with your move, that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. right? You moved here. You guys are you guys aren't out of vicinity to just collaborate just like that and start something, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Uh, tell me where you're at with dance right now. What your kind of, where your kind of headspace is with it, and I know you kind of focus on your own kind of genre, right? You don't really you don't really branch off into like uh, you know other genres like hip hop or whatnot, but you're starting to kind of get into that maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe talk about that. Yeah. Why why uh, why are you getting into those? other different different fields maybe because they're more available to me now i don't know uh, back in the days more madhuri more bollywood so that's what i was seeing that's what i was consuming as an audience and so now it's, i see a lot of very variations and i like them and i like i would like to kind of consume that and kind of portray that towards my audience as well maybe that's what's going on mm. the music has changed the vibes have changed and that's what i'm embodying and i want to you know execute yeah as well so maybe that's what's going on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's makes sense what about um you've, you've started to do a couple workshops you did a couple workshops yeah. this year talk about those yeah i was able to do a workshop in vancouver this year in march and then i just finished one in chicago so those were two really really great workshops for me and i just uh, the, uh, it's something that i always wanted to do and never had the chance until now this year so yeah. um wonderful opportunity for me to go and explore and actually put a face behind all those followers um, who I get comments and messages from so it was, it was a wonderful experience and definitely want to do a few more yeah coming up yeah that's amazing uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit I want to talk about your relationship with Amit <laughs> your husband uh, you guys uh, work on a company called Empty My Closet which you both started Talk about the relationship with him and why you decided to go into business. A lot of people keep business and personal separate. And with all the things that you're doing, including physio, including dance, including Empty My Closet, uh, why you decided to kind of collab together and um, what that relationship looks like. I think both of us saw an opportunity and we're the kind of people that if we see something that we think we can execute, we will. (laughs) And so um, the idea kind of came from me having a lot of outfits, not having to you know, my closet's filled with outfits, and yet I have to say, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> so, and Amit kind of saw an opportunity there. Hey, what if you can actually sell those outfits? You know, because you do have followers who are, who are messaging you and saying, where did you get that? Can I, where can I get it? So what if there's now a platform for them to now purchase your items? Or, for a matter of fact, other fashion bloggers as well. So I thought that was a really neat idea that we can definitely we ponder upon it for a year or so and uh, when the time was right and felt like we, it's ready to be executed we got that got that sorted this year so mm-hmm. launched that as soon as we we could yeah 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 and how, how is that how has that been so far just working because a lot of people wouldn't mix personal with business right they would kind of go off and kind of do their own thing or whatnot how has that relationship been together have you've jived the personal and the business? How's that been? Yeah, well, 
Just like any collaboration, you come together because you both have a passion, a, a drive for something, right? So both of our, both of us, I feel like, felt that Empty My Closet is a passion project for us. And it's not something that we're coming together to work on. It's more like, let's collaborate, have fun with this, and let's see where this journey takes us. Just because we're so, I don't know, I just because we're so passionate about it. Yeah. 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 I want to ask you why. Yeah. Like why why take on so many different things? What 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 drives you? What drives Nana? Because the average person won't take on as many projects as you and kind of still keep that fire, that momentum into all their different things that they're doing. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> No, I'll I'll talk about it. Um, I'm trying to think. Why do I do so much? I'm trying to get uncomfortable here. I'm trying to really dig deep. Like, why? Yeah. First of all, I would say that I can. I don't know. In the past, uh, I'm fortunate enough, I'm misfortunate enough to have a very stable family who can support us. We don't have to think a lot of the things that others may have to or put their time and effort into. Um... You know, I feel like that, that's been my biggest anchor for me, my mom and my dad. Uh, they've never pushed me to do anything. They've kind of just, do what you need to do. We're here to back you up. Mm-hmm. You're stable with us. Yeah, so where does that so, fire come from then? Well, if they didn't push you to do all these things, where does that, where does that internal drive come from? Um, I don't know. I feel like... Why do I do so many things? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why do I do so many things. Am I doing so many things? You are, yeah. I feel, I mean, from the average person, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there's dancing on the plate. There's yeah. physio. There's empty my closet now. Um, Is it because you are passionate about many different things? And you don't see those things as work that maybe drive you? Is that, is that, is yes. that something? That, yes. Yeah. Um, I think I get a little bit of me from each, each uh, project that I do. So physiotherapy kind of fulfills my, my thirst for knowledge, for understanding the human body, the human movement. What does it take to be a dancer? How can you heal if you, you know, have a have an injury uh, of some sort? Just it kind of fulfills that. Dance fulfills my creativity aspect, and with empty my closet, I think that fulfills my my drive to do something on a bigger level for this for this world, um, and kind of fulfills my uh, my passion for fashion. So I think those. Are I find myself a little bit of myself in each project, so maybe that's why I do. I have my hands in all. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, uh, speaking off experience, I'm the same way. You know, starting this podcast um, with my co-host Kenny and, and and doing the things that that I'm doing, I can tell it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And it's a little piece of me that has just kind of manifested into into reality. Yeah. Um, What's something that your audience doesn't know about 
you. Me? Well, doesn't know about Nana because now you're you're there. They know that you dance. They know a little bit about what you do. What don't they know about you? It could be a personality trait. It could be something in your personal life. What's something that your audience specifically doesn't know about you? Um, I don't know if they know that. I think a lot of people don't know that I'm actually from Punjab. Like I'm from India. I grew up in Punjab. They don't know that you're from. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I never talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, what about something? And maybe that's what kind of drives me to uh, continue my passion for for Bollywood dancing, for Indian dancing, and to bring it into this Western world and kind of combine the two worlds together. And that I can do that through dance. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. What about um? What about something in in your daily life that they don't know about? That they don't know. That you're willing to share, obviously, <laughs> right? Um, or it could be a personality trait, something. That's a hard one. What do they not know about? Uh, I get it. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of people don't know that I'm a very, very shy person. Really? Yeah, I'm a very shy person. So when a lot of people come up to me and they'll be like, okay, dance. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't yeah. because I don't know. Being on the camera is totally different than being in person and dancing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, I can sing on camera. I can do do these things, which maybe why I love being on social media because I can be this person that I look up to yeah. on social media versus I can't be in, with you in person. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't I, think a lot of people know that. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of one I, one I wanted to dig into because yeah. I know it's a, it's a tough question. Yeah. You know, people don't think about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense. I want to get into a little bit of a, what we call rapid round. Yes. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and you are going to answer them with just like a couple sentences. Okay. Okay. Yes. What's the most difficult dance you've choreographed? I've choreographed? Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I'm like, this is supposed no, to be No, it's okay, it's okay. I want you to think about these two. Yeah. Yeah. The most difficult or the one that's given you the most problems? I can thinking of all the easy ones right now. I'm thinking which <laughs> one, which one gave me the hardest time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one took me the longest would be Bursore. It took me a year. Really? To kind of come up a year? Yeah. Okay. So. Why, 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 what was the... Just, uh, A, it was a big, like, five-minute performance, right? Mm. So it doesn't just happen over a course of a few weeks. It takes a while to kind of, uh, to kind of put together different... Uh, you know, you're dancing yeah, five for five minutes. Is a long time. Five minutes is a long time. You don't want to. You want some sort of fluctuation throughout the, you know, performance. I don't want. I just. I don't just dance. I. Yeah. I do a storytelling, and so yeah. I want to make sure I incorporate different elements into the performance that doesn't doesn't let a person get bored within a minute. So yeah. how do I do that? You know. Mm. So um, I like that. Coming up with a framework first, coming up with a story first helps. Because yeah. then it can help me uh, figure out the rest. And, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Your most favorite dance? 
your favorite dance that you've done? No. <laughs> I know you probably all don't. my dances are like my babies. I know, like, how I know. do I choose? Yes, I know. So, what's what's one of your favorites? Uh, or the favorite? Two of my. Um, I would say Manwalage. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because I created that piece when I didn't think I could. I was starting to go into uh, graduate school, and uh, you know, as in a very intense program. Um, so I didn't think I would have the time yeah. to create something, uh, but I still managed to do so. And if you watch that video, um, it's been done on in a garage. It's been done in my my regular like track suits yeah so nothing was put into it there was right. no makeup it was shot on my iphone like yeah. you know yet it got the biggest response so i think i loved i loved that about it yeah, yeah. okay i like that yeah uh favorite location that you've shot at so or danced at yeah, I love dancing at different like fun locations. So I think yeah. recently the Pink Alley was really fun. That was in. That was in Vancouver. Vancouver, yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. luckily we got the alley to be uh, secluded. There's no, there were no, um, what do you call it? Not paparazzi, but <laughs> traveling yeah. people with right. each other. Yeah, yeah. What do you call them? Tourists. Tourists. Luckily there were no tourists <laughs> <laughs> in the Pink Alley. We shot that in the at nine o'clock. Yeah. 9 a.m. Yeah. and uh, it was cold, but mm. the, it was looking so beautiful. Yeah, the background was so beautiful. So, yeah. so that's your favorite. Work. That's your favorite that you've done currently. Background. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I can think of right now. Okay. No, that's all good. Okay. All good. <laughs> I feel like uh, you want me to answer something. No, no, no. I just wanted to know because if there was uh, maybe, maybe there was another one that you had in, that was kind of rolling around your head, mm. but that's no, okay. Uh, a pet peeve of yours. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anything? Anything? There's a lot. There's a I, lot? I, Just I pick one. I can't think of one right now. Okay. Um. I thought of this question. Somebody asked me, what's my pet peeve? Like, <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. And I don't think it's okay. Mind. You have a lot, and we won't, we won't, go, we won't go into it. If I think about it, I'll leave. Okay. Okay. So that kind of ends the, ends the rapid round. That ends a rapid round. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about your most popular video, um, the wedding dance performance that yeah. you did, right? It has hit 13 million views, yes. almost 14. Yes. Talk, about, talk about that performance, maybe kind of a backstory of how you got prepared, yeah. um, what you kind of went through, and... See, the songs, I have the least expectations for them. When they do great, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was one of those performances. I, my cousin, uh, Riddhi, she mentioned about the song, or maybe it was Gitanshu. But anyways, both of are my cousins. Uh, they talked about this song that was coming up um, uh, on a popular chart. It's Nejana by Neha Basin, and it they thought it fit really well with the whole wedding since I'm getting married uh, if we can like figure out a way to kind of incorporate that into one of the wedding routines or wedding performances and uh, kind of had to think about it thought about it just like I let, I let the, the song kind of simmer always um, 
and once I have an idea, it's always about an idea, it's all about storytelling and the, the song itself was so easy to do that because it kind of narrates itself, right? Mm. Uh, if you, if, you, if you listen to the song, it talks about how you know, the first brother-in-law comes, the second one comes, but you end up going with your husband back home. So that was already written. How, how can I project that? How can I uh, do that for my own wedding? So um, I, made, uh, I got together with my cousin. Uh, she basically, because she talks about the mom in the, in the video, Nejana Meri Mai, my mom, uh, I needed an extra body with me, so I kept the cousin who suggested the song, Riddhi, so she kind of represented my mom, and it was me and her dancing, and then eventually she has to let me go with my husband, so that's why she lets, you know, she leaves at, uh, at a certain time in the, in the performance and lets me go to, with my husband. So I uh, created that within an hour, super easy oh, wow. yeah okay. that was super yeah. easy I'm, i wanted to make sure that the moves were easy because um you know uh, my cousin was performing with me so um the moves were easy yet impactful and because everybody else in the song all the brother-in-laws amit themselves were in edmonton we got to edmonton did the performance on the spot the brother-in-laws came uh, all i told them this is like five minutes before the before the performance yeah like all you have to do is when they say, you know, Peli Peli Var or the that's when you just walk in, just knock on the door, and when you see me leave, you go away. <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. And they caught on so well. Yeah. And I told this to Amit, I was like, when, they, when, he, when she talks about the husband, that's when you walk in yeah. and you do your thing, and then we'll just freestyle after that. And can you imagine, like, there was no, not much put into that whole video. Yeah. And it became, like, it became so big. Yeah. Now, and did you ex you didn't expect that at no, all? No, no. Okay. A lot of brides yeah. then started sending me videos of when, you know, they've also done the same thing with their husbands and their brother-in-laws. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I created this uh, eight milli mashup on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, to kind of, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, just for showcase, yeah, showcase, just yeah, just to just showcase fun, what yeah. all these brides have been doing yeah. and put put them all together in one uh, in one video, and that yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Like how it became a chain of viral, you know, a chain of videos. Yeah, yeah, oh, a trend. Cool. There you go. That's, that's what I was amazing. Like. Uh, yeah, like like you said, like sometimes the least yeah favorite or the least uh, dance. That you would think that, ah, oh, this is... Yeah, because a lot of the dances, you put so much, like, oh, location, makeup, costumes, we're going to go crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it, it doesn't end, end up being... Like, as good. As good as yeah. you is expected. Yeah. And so, I love those kind of videos. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next three to five years look like for Nana? I never thought about the previous three to five years so I don't know what about for dance yeah. where do you see dance in five years where do you see your dance? I always look for growth so wherever I can learn from I don't like repeating the same thing um, I need to push my envelope so I I'm currently collaborating with other artists who are not in the same genre as me so they can help me grow and I can help them grow and vice versa so um, continue to do that um, that the opportunities come. To the is, there, is there an artist, or could be a singer, could be any creative individual that you really want to collab with? Mm -hmm. Is there someone that's kind of on your radar? 
dancer was? Could be dancer, could be, yeah, it could be a creative individual, could be someone from India, could be someone from the U.S., who's someone that you would love to just collaborate with? with. Yeah. Oh, man. I would love to do a choreography piece in a Bollywood music, like, uh, sorry, in a, movie. in a Bollywood movie. Yeah, because I don't think... Didn't you do one, though? Didn't you have a... Yeah, that was a music video, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. was a music video okay. for Neva Scene. Yeah. Yeah, so that was wonderful. Yeah. But now, that, that one you didn't choreograph, did you? I did. Oh, you did I choreograph did. that yeah. one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So that was a wonderful experience, being yeah. in Bombay and, you know, living my dream. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah. That How did that opportunity come about? So because Nayjana went so big, um, Neva Scene, she was constantly getting these WhatsApp messages uh, of everybody messaging my video to her and she recognized how big her song has become yeah. uh, through my video and so she decided that for her next song she would fly me over and uh, do choreography for her for her next song Chan Mai. Nice. and so that came up and wonderful experience yeah. you know just learning about how everything behind the scenes work your costumes I, I got to create not create but um, kind of design the costumes that I wanted tell them I want skirts I want colorful um, they also kind of showed me and I love how they, they were so particular about this is the location this is the look that we want to have and this is the vibe that we want to go with so this is going to be your hair and I just kind of yeah that's great <laughs> yeah. <laughs> loved it yeah. and um, yeah just working with the directors backstage mm-hmm. um do you see yourself doing more of that? That would be great. But yeah. I don't see myself living in India yet. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, now this is kind of hypothetical. Doing a project there? Yes, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. If you could turn dance to a full-time thing, would you? It's a hard question. <laughs> I know. If I could? That's why we, we ask these questions on the <laughs> second floor. Would you, if, if opportunity came and said, Nana, we want you full-time, you would do. You would dance full time. You would choreograph dances full time. It doesn't. It could be here. It could be U.S. I know you don't want to live in India, yeah. which is obviously a big factor. But um, if the opportunity came to do dance full time, would you do it, or would you continue to do what you're doing right now? Um, I would. Depends on where it would take me. Right? Does it take me away from my family? No, I wouldn't want to do it. Does it still keeps me with? With the people around, you know, people that I'm with and around. What am I? Why would I want to live on my own and still be able to pursue my passion? I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Or if I'd be happy doing that. Mm-hmm. As a project, yes. Yeah. But not maybe full time. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a project to project basis type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. Totally. That would be great. Yeah. All right, Nana. I think uh, that kind of wraps up. Yeah. Where can people find you? Where can people find you on YouTube, Instagram? Yes, so my YouTube is Nana Batra, and uh, my Instagram is Batra underscore Nana. So that's where you can find me on, on social media. Perfect. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Can I ask something? Yeah. Kenny's behind the scenes. He wants to ask I'm a behind question. the scenes. I want to ask something that I was really curious about. Yeah. So, Nana, you are somebody who from India. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I didn't even know that. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, really? Cool. Yeah, that was a fun fact for me. 
Um, you moved at around 10 years old, which is still, I feel, I feel like, young enough to be able to fully adapt yes. to the American culture. And also, I didn't know English, so I had to learn English for from fifth to sixth grade. Um, and from there on, it kind of became much more fluent, and then, yeah. So for, let's say, the audience out there uh, who have moved from India, and then they came here at maybe 10 years old or 20 years old, yeah. anywhere in between, whatever age, what is something you could tell them that maybe you learned from you coming here? And maybe it was like something you could add that was like a huge struggle. That you came struggle. to America, and maybe you had an idea in your head of what it would be like, and then you realized what the reality was, at 10 years old and then maybe how hard it was for you but what you might have done differently or wish you'd done differently oh wow uh, to, to be able to easily make the transition mm. to I'm happy that I moved I'm very happy that I moved because the lifestyle in India for for women is very different right so the lifestyle there is uh, at least from where I'm from from Punjab it's a very small town uh, women uh, you don't need to do anything just stay home make food that's it right everything's done for you there's me um, so creatively or professionally there's nothing for you to even pursue you don't have to worry about it your husband will take care of you um, versus US I you know I remember all my friends saying where are you thinking about going to college I was like I have no idea like do I need to go to college and uh, <laughs> You know, just the lifestyle, right? What's around you? What's the environment around you? Okay, you need to be somebody of your own. You need to create your own identity here. I think that that's why I loved coming to U.S. because I wouldn't have been what I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody to push me to become something or even th- the thought of having like, oh, you're supposed to be somebody of your own. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, sorry, what was your question again? Well, I was asking, like, what would be some of the things that you learned from your experience yeah. that you could kind of take as advice to someone who is in uh, what your shoes were like years ago, and they're, they're listening to this now, and maybe it's their first year in Canada or America, and they're scared, but they're also excited, and what is something that you wish to tell them to prepare for the first year? Oh, wow. Um... The time I came in was 2001, so that's a different time. <laughs> I feel like now everything is so accessible. They they may be thinking, um, you know, U.S. is yes, it's a it's a it's a land of freedom and uh, whatnot, and um, you do have to work hard. So don't come in thinking like, you know, everything's very nice, but you have to work for it. So maybe that I don't know. Let me think. What would be my advice for them? Yeah, I think just uh, having that mindset, like, um, you have to create your own identity, you know, you have to create it yourself, no one, it's not going to be handed down, just because you're, you know, at a country that's much more developed and um, all of that, you have to actually work hard on your own and actually create it for yourself, so. I like that. I feel like to your point too, it's like, you have the opportunity to create your own identity. Yeah. Right? To your point about how in India you were thinking, oh, okay, well, my role is to stay home yeah. and cook food. There's going to be someone else who's going to provide, and that's due to what you were used to seeing there. Yeah, and I didn't even see the other side, right? Yeah. Like, I wasn't even open to it. That's amazing. So, last one, last one. Yeah. I'm curious. So what is it 
that you feel like you have in your life now that you owe to the first 10 years of your life from Punjab? Like what is something, other than dancing of course, right? Yeah. With the cultural aspect of showing your great Indian moves. What is something else that you have that is value driven, is something you carry in your innate self that you can thank, you know, those first 10 years of your life? Oh. Um, thank you for showing me that there is, you know, a different perspective of life, right? Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to recognize what the opportunities I have coming up. So, um, yeah, so just, I'm actually very thankful to come from, from India, from Punjab, because I can relate to that, I can relate to my culture, to that lifestyle, even now that I'm in a Western culture. I can relate to those people now that come from that same background. Um, it's, it's actually, not many people can do that, I feel. Because, you know, Amit, there's other other um, other kids here in, who have grown up in this society. They don't connect with their parents because they, they haven't seen that lifestyle, what they're used to, what their thoughts are. So I can easily communicate to all these elderly because I, I, I know what they're thinking, I know where they're coming from. And I know how I can, how I can talk to them. Because nowadays, you know, oh, why are they doing this? They don't understand this. Well, I'll tell you why they don't understand that. I can build that bridge. So I, I, that's what I take out from being in India. So that's been a bigger... Uh, what's the word? Uh, Takeaway, take I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lesson. Yeah, that's yeah. been a big lesson. What's uh, uh, I want to ask one last question before we wrap it up. What's one piece of advice you could give to someone, maybe a young girl who looks up to you? Yeah. For a dance. Yeah. What's one piece of advice? Could be life advice. Could just be strictly dance related. What's one piece of advice you could give? That girl that looks up to you? Yeah. yeah. Um, I want her to know that you should follow your heart. Uh, don't, um, don't get manipulated with so many others. Like, go follow your heart. Do what you want to do. And don't settle for less. I like that. Yeah, don't settle for less. Mm -hmm. you, you have so much more to give. Like, don't settle for less. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Whether that's anything, relationship, yeah, All profession. I never thought I I would finish a doctorate with, when I was learning English. You know, I did not think I would be able to do that. I did not think I would um, meet somebody. You know, if I had settled for somebody, you know, from my past, because I didn't think I would I would get that kind of person. No, I waited. I waited until I I got what I wanted. You know, so don't settle for anything. Wait for it; it'll come, and work hard for it. It'll come. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nana, for being on the second floor. Thank you for having me. I think that's a wrap. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. <laughs>